You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett and I'm so pumped. I have the pleasure of learning from the best minds in dentistry and passing along that information to you. And today we do exactly that with Miranda Beeson, who is an amazing lead practice coach here at Act Dental. And she introduced this thought when she came on board. Without value, there's only price. It's brilliant. You have to listen to this episode. I know you'll enjoy it. And we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I am so, so pumped. You keep showing up and keep listening. You know what? Here's the deal. You keep showing up and you keep listening and I'll keep bringing value, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And I have an amazing coach of ours. Her name is Miranda Beeson. and you're going to meet her in just a second. And I'll tell you what we're going to be talking about today. It's without value, there's only price. Miranda is an amazing coach. And she said this and I was like, oh my gosh, I wrote it down. I've retweeted it. I don't tweet. That's a lie. I, I've requoted it, shared it over and over again. And we're going to talk about what that is and how it applies to your practice. Miranda, thanks for being here. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so excited to talk about this. I know, I know. And so you guys will see Miranda is an amazing coach here. She is just so crazy talented. Like when she talks here, here's what I'm going to recommend. If you're listening, grab a pen right now, just grab a pen. It's going to be helpful. And so let's start here. Uh, we've got a lot of new listeners, a lot of dental students, uh, young dentists. If no one knows who Miranda Beeson is, give us a little bio. Who are you, Miranda? <laughs> Oh, thanks. Well, I have been in the dental profession for over 20 years and I started as a hygienist. I've transitioned to business team and then transitioned to a practice administrator and then transitioned to coaching. So I'm now a coach with ACT and I love helping teams to learn best practices, become more efficient and really build value with their clients so that they can hopefully start to move away from some of those insurance driven processes that we have, utilize that to its benefits, but build value in the actual care and move away from just talking about the price. Yeah. 
And I, for one, as well as everybody else on this team, talk about value. We are so crazy grateful to have Miranda on our team because she just brings value. So you are awesome. You're going to see this. Now, let's talk about this. You got to, I want you to tell the story on how, you know, because we got to give credit where credit is due. And then we're going to talk about how, where did you first hear this statement? I love that. And yes, I want to give credit where credit is due. So this was not my original thought, but we talked all the time, a practice that I used to work with often. And one of the team members said, you know, without value, there's only price. And it like stopped me in my tracks. Just the way that she said it was so eloquent and perfect that we stopped in that moment. And we're like, write that down. And we said, we're going to frame this. We're going to hang it on the wall. We're going to look at it every day when we come into the office. Because Patients get hung up on price all the time. And this was a treatment coordinator who made this statement. And it's something that you battle as an objection when you're at the front office all the time. So when you take the price off the table and you look at, did we build the value we needed to build from the phone call in the back, you know, throughout the whole process, then price isn't really the problem anymore. So then we can look at, is there still an objection? And if so, how can we take care of that? Because it's not price if we've built the value. Love it. So I give her all the credit. It was a great concept and I use it to this day. Yeah. And we're going to break this down and how this works in your practice. And what you've said is better than what I've always heard. I've, I've heard this in the past. When the uh, price is too high, the value is too low. Or when the value is too high, you know, or the value is high, the price is low. And so you can look at it this different ways. Whatever phrase makes the most sense to you, use it. I like yours the best because it just speaks to it. So let's go through the practice. If I'm a dental professional, either a dentist or a team member, how does this apply to my practice? Where, where's the first place it comes into your brain? Yeah. So to me, the first place is your very first hello over the phone. So, you know, we talk all the time about dentistry is, is sales, What you know, whether we want to call it sales or not, it is sales in its own way. And so there's a buying cycle, right? So it starts with that awareness that the patient has at home. And then that first transition into consideration is when they call us. So the first opportunity we have to start building value with a patient is when we say hello on the phone. And then where do we take it from there? So it's probably the most important piece of where we start building value. Are we affirming the patient calling us? And are we validating that we're the right fit and having a really relational conversation with that patient on the phone versus just your transactional, what's your insurance? Give me your phone number. When can you come in? Yeah. Absolutely. I love what you're saying. And we'll just go back to that for a second. Like the person that answers your phone, she doesn't represent your, or she or he or doesn't represent, they are your business, you know? And my hope is that if I call your office, I hope the person that answers your phone is so good that I go, this is going to be crazy expensive. Like, cause she's good. You as a dentist should be getting this compliment. Like a, a patient should come in and go, you should give her a raise. Like I'm here and I know this is going to be expensive. And so what that means to you as a team member or anybody who answers the phone, it's called value interpretation. I want to let you know why our practice is different. And I want you to know that you called the right place today. And let me share with you why you called the right place. And let me share with you the amazing people I'm going to introduce you. I am going to introduce you to an amazing dentist, but she's an even better human being. Or I'm going to hand you off to one of our experts. Hygienist, you like this? I've been doing this a long time. I can go for hours and hours and hours. And Randy, you already know the story. I was a three-time employee of the month at Applebee's. Ha ha, take that. 
you guys are you guys have been listening to this podcast. You're like, I'm tired of hearing about Applebee's. Hey, I knew Bourbon Street steak and Oreo shake before it was popular. Okay, so listen, here's the bottom line. You did, you might be thinking, well, I didn't like Applebee's. Well, that's fine. Don't. That's not my point. The point was is that through verbal skills, I created a value that you would want a verbal because uh, I knew I could deliver on it and an Oreo shake. Those were hard to make, but look at now. I'm a, now I'm a rapper. Those are. <laughs> But the point is this, is that through your verbal skills and if number one, you got to believe it and um, and then you've got to do that verbally because you don't. Here's I guess this is where I'm going. Miranda, we don't need a CBCT to create value. Would you agree? I agree wholeheartedly. And I love what you just said is it's all about the way that it's shared through the words. So you have to be really intentional with that and building that value. And sometimes it's like, we talk all the time about right person, right seat. You have to make sure that the person that's answering the phone can deliver this level of value to your team. I'm with you. I want someone to walk in the door. And when they walk in, if I'm that person who answered the phone, I want them to feel like they're greeting a friend. They were looking forward to coming in to seeing me. And if they share with me something on the phone that's important to them or valuable, then I need to hear that. I need to bank it. And then I need to turn that back around and let them know like you have chosen the right place. This is how other patients with similar experiences have benefited here. Give them a testimonial, do that kind of social proofing, let them know like you're not the only one and we're here for you. And it is all about the words. And I bet you could upsell anyone when you were working at Applebee's. Oh, I was, but you know, and the thing was, it wasn't about selling them. Like I wanted to make people happy. So it wasn't about like, let me, let me get a few more Bahama Mamas like out tonight, you know, cause those were three fifty a pop and they were actually really good drinks. I also knew that, look, look at that. We're, I'm going to, I'm going to digress for it. Bacon cheese, chicken grill would, was always a home run. You know, the riblets, you guys just stay with me on but this journey. Knew but I they, knew. You knew they'd have a better experience. Right. If you help them through it. Right. And I'm going to take I'm going to take my entire team to my favorite restaurant here in Milwaukee. And you guys can come too. it's called Lake Park Bistro. When you sit down, those servers are so good at helping you understand what you're going to order that your mouth waters while they're talking. You're like, (laughs) and when the bill comes, you're like, wow, that was amazing. And I don't even care that I paid that much for a tiny little salad, you know, because it was that good. So the point is this is number one, you got to believe in what you're doing. Now, let me, let me, let me, I'm going to, because Miranda, we got to be careful. This could be a two hour podcast because you're talking my jam now. Um, The thing that I would want everybody listening, if you're listening, like you got to understand, number one, money spent on dentistry is one of the best investments a human being can make. I think you got to start there. So when you're working the front desk or you're working chair side or you're working hygiene or you're a dentist, you got to believe what you do is crazy valuable. That's the first place to start. If you think you're overcharging people, nobody wants dentistry. Nothing we're going to say in this podcast is going to help you. You're going to be stuck forever there. And so I think you got to come with the heart of a, we're value. Like what we do is valuable. We help people and it goes with education. It goes, and actually I have Bill and Donine's new book on my desk. Look at this. Oh, look at it. Look, this is so timely. Look at it. I just got it. Rachel Wall. Thank you so much. Healthy heart, healthy brain. You guys, if you guys read beat the heart attack gene or healthy heart, healthy brain, the first thing you're going to think is, wow, what goes on in people's mouths 
really does affect the rest of their body, which implies we're the gatekeepers of something special here. And so now I'm getting off on a tangent, but the point no, is- No, I agree. And actually another great thing that I think works really well to help team members, especially if they're new to your team, maybe they've worked in another office or maybe they came from veterinary world or something of that nature. Help them to understand the value of what you do. Share patient experiences. Maybe present a case to your team at a team meeting, all the way from how that patient felt, what their confidence level was before they came in, what were they looking to achieve, and then what did they get to through the dentistry? Because the dentistry and the quality of that is incredibly important. But how did you impact that person's life with that dentistry, their health, their family? their appearance, their confidence, whatever it may have been, because that's where the value really comes from. Because it's hard for team members who look at a large treatment case and they say like, gosh, it would be hard for me to approach that treatment case and take care of that investment. And they start to relate to the patient and they start to pass some of that bias on when they're delivering or talking about the care. But if they can truly see and understand, see, they're not in that hopeless place that the patient's in. But if they can see that case study, if you can share with them, this is how we're able to help people here. The value is going to build within your team members and it will just exude from them naturally once they fully understand what you're capable of doing in the office. Bam. Drop the mic, you guys, because that is worth that's the worst the visit. That's worth the visit today to this. Now, Miranda, there's other things like you bring so much value. You taught us the so that concept. So can you just add that as a layer? So if you're listening, you might be like, okay, that's great. But how do I do this? Use the so that concept. Share that. So that is one of my favorite things. And honestly, I use it at home too. And I'll I'll make it, I'll give you this easy and then we'll turn it into dentistry. Whenever my kids want to borrow my phone, if anyone has kids, you know this, can I use your phone? Can I use your phone? So I've even conditioned my kids to say so that I can look up such and such, can I borrow your phone? <laughs> so in the office, it's it's a great way to build value. And so many patients walk through the door, obviously nervous. That's probably one of the biggest things. People have a fear or a nervousness, or they may have a condition bias too. I know they're just going to try to sell me x-rays. I know they're just going to try to sell me that fluoride. So if you can lead with why, and that's really what so that provides you. If your mind is conditioned to lead with so that every single time, so that we can see the areas of your mouth that we can't see just by looking with our eyes to make sure they're healthy, we'd like to update your radiographs today. So that we can protect those exposed root surfaces. And I know you shared with me, you have some sensitivity. We'd love to help you with that. We'd like to apply a fluoride varnish for you. Um, You know, that can apply in any aspect. It can apply with a crown. It can apply with their treatment plan itself so that we can make sure we don't have any unexpected surprises throughout this process. I'd like to really look at this plan with you and make sure you understand where your investment's going. So it takes that and it flips everything around to where the patient's brain is moving forward with you. And then you can put out the information versus then I'm objecting as soon as they hear you say, you're due for x-rays today. Yeah. You're due. Yeah. And so in all fairness to team members, let me just, uh, I'll have your back for a second. Team members are not trained on how to do this. They're just kind of thrown into it. We joke that team members aren't onboarded, they're waterboarded. You know, they just don't even really, they don't get good verbal skills training. And I think the important piece here of being a healthcare provider 
and creating a situation where you're creating lots of value so that when you present the fee, people go, yes, is they've got to be trained with the so that, the thinking and those tools. Let's, uh, I want to ask you about this because you are, you've had the experience of working everywhere in the office. Let's go back clinically a little bit more. So this isn't just for the person answering the phone. This is for other departments. Take us in the back. How does this work back there? So I will say this, having been in both, it's, it was a huge eye opener because you would be in the, in the hygiene chair and working with a patient and you feel like they're on board and then they'd leave and you, you'd see they didn't schedule. And then you'd go talk to your business team coordinator, your treatment coordinator, and they'd say, oh, they were a little overwhelmed, you know, with how much it was, they weren't ready to invest. And you're like, what? They were so ready in the back. So part of it is developing the value in the back using, you know, co-discovery is a word that gets used a lot in dentistry now, but it's, it's very helpful. Photography, having the image up. And the biggest thing is creating the space when you're in the clinical world for the patient to share with you what they're thinking and feeling about what you're seeing for them to drive that conversation and let you know, are they motivated? Do they have questions? I love as a hygienist to have a photo up. Oh, I'm, you know, I need to just get myself ready over here. I'm going to grab some things and you just leave it, you know, in front of the patient. It's that large molar with the cracked old amalgam and all the things going on that, you know, is really best served with a crown, but they're going to hear crown and they're going to think dollar signs. So if you can have that image up, allow the space for them to just say, is that is that my tooth? Yeah. <laughs> and then you can say, actually, it is. What are your thoughts on that? And then open the door for them to start telling you what they see and how they feel. And you'll be surprised how you can extend that conversation. Just tell me more. Oh, you know what? I had a tooth that broke a couple of years ago and I was about to head to Italy for two weeks. It was the worst. Oh, gosh, that must have been so challenging. Tell me more about how that impacted you. Yeah. And just keep building that value. But the big key is then you have to pass that to your business team. Yeah. So, you know, we call them pit stops. Some people call them handoffs. It's, it's, you know, hand in hand, but you have to not just share what we need to do next when you get up front, but why, like, why does it matter? What's in it for me is all the patient wants to know. So it's just as important to say what we did today, what we're doing next time is why are we doing that next time? And how is it going to benefit Mrs. Jones? Yeah, I love that. So go back to that. So I'm going to throw you a couple of things that I learned early on. Like one, I heard one of my mentors say, you're going to sell more dentistry with your ears than your mouth. And oh my I, gosh, that's so good. Yes. I love that. And then the other one I heard, and you've heard this one too. We actually, as dental care providers, should take the word need out of our vocabulary completely because there isn't a single thing your patients need. They don't need teeth. They've actually demonstrated they don't even need teeth. They can eat chicken on a bone with no teeth and they can actually live a long life. Like, so it's your, your, so couple those two together. Like, is, am I accurate in throwing those two into the conversation here? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I love the way you worded that the first time because I'll often say, just talk less and listen more. If you're doing most of the talking during your OHI, during your co-discovery, you're, you're doing it wrong. You know, it really should be ask a question, open the space for the patient and then have them talk as much as possible because they're going to give you their motivators. They're going to give you their values and then they'll let you know if they have a desire for this, if they feel like they have a need for this. Um, motivational interviewing, 
I, I love incorporating motivational interviewing in the hygiene world. You can do it restoratively as well. You can really even do it on the business team. But as a hygienist, opening the conversation to change behavior and listening for that change talk when your patient has the opportunity to speak, what do you desire? What do you need? They say, oh, I really should. Oh, I wish I could. You know, I really want to, whatever it may be. Those are words that are telling you, it doesn't matter if they need it. They want it. They wish they could. They should. It's not about us just dumping our agenda and information on our patients. And some of that's time. We get a little crunched and we kind of re revert to that. Um, but it's more about opening that communication and letting the patient out there. Now, yes, I'm with you. For us to say, you should, you need, you would, some patients will resist even more because like, you're not going to tell me what to do. <laughs> Right. So you have to be really careful and work with the person. It's a person in the chair. It's not just a set of teeth. Yeah. And you coach a lot of great dentists. You've also worked for a lot of great dentists. Let's talk about the value. Without value, there's only price in a dentist brain. Anything come to mind when you observe some of the best at this and some of the worst at this? What separates those two? Oh, that's such a such a great question. And I agree. I've worked with and still do a lot of great dentists. And I feel like there's like extremes on both sides. If you look at the worst of it, the worst of it could be that they are too agenda driven, too price driven. They're just trying to build profit mm -hmm. and not really looking at the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And I think you can have worst case scenario be on the exact opposite end of that too, where they're too empathetic and biased and they're not putting enough value on their work. They're doing a lot of gimmies or we're just going to patch that up for now because I know it's going to be expensive and, and they're trying to be nice, but nice isn't always being nice because it may not be what's most appropriate or at least even giving the patient the option to decide. Right. So I think those would be the worst case scenarios when from the dentist side and they, they come from both extremes. Best case scenario is when a dentist really values and has confidence in what they're doing. They've invested in their education and their skills and their equipment in their team. And they also care very deeply, not only about that person, but about the outcome that they're delivering. Yeah, I love that. We'll go back to that. So uh, we'll go back that way. So I'm going to pretend to be a 32 year old dentist. I'm listening. Miranda, you're going to coach me. I got my team with me. You're coming in. You're going to, we're going to do the ACT Pro coaching program. So Miranda, like I went to all this education. I raised my fees and patient after patient says I'm too expensive. Where do we start? Like, where would, what do we do as a team? Like, you know, is it a me thing? Is it an us thing? Where do we start? Like, help me with a treatment plan. Yeah, I think in a dental office, it's really always a team thing. There's no individual players. Every single person in every single department works together. And it's it's just in a, an evolving, you know, it's like a cog in a wheel. It's the inner workings of a watch, right? <laughs> There's that center spoke, but every piece that revolves around it is important. So if you're having patients, if you're a dentist who's 32 and trying to figure all this out, and the main objection that keeps coming up and why people aren't accepting is it's just too expensive. I think the whole team needs to work together on how do we orchestrate and collaborate our conversations so that we're speaking the same message, so that we're standardized in how we care about people. What is our philosophy? What are our core values? Right. You know, are we implementing those and living them every single day? Um, working together departmentally as well as as a whole to make sure that if Jane, our hygienist, 
is going to build value in a certain way, then when when Joey up front <laughs> helps take care of that, they're good to go. And then when that patient says, okay, but they're still a little skeptical, they come in for the treatment and now they're with the assistant and the doctor, you don't stop building value at signing the treatment plan. When they come in for the care, we're saying, I'm so excited that you're here and that you agreed and trust in us to take care of this today. I know this is going to help you because you shared with us. You don't want another tooth to break before you go on vacation. I'm so excited to help you with it today. And please let me know if at any point throughout this process, you have any questions. You're just continuing to build value. And it's not even in what you're doing. It's not in that crown. It's in the whole experience of being in the practice with every person you interact with. Yeah, I love that. And the, the, the continuity is really one of the key pieces. I want to go back to what you said is like, it, it's easy when you have three team members or four and then you have eight and you have 12 and you realize we're not all saying the same thing. So we'll give you some helpful advice today. What Miranda is saying is exactly true. One of the easiest things you can do to get you on the journey to collectively provide more value is to write down, take some three by five cards, Pull them out and pick out the top 10 procedures you do in your practice. And on the back, do the so that. List out three benefits to this procedure. One of them might be placing implants. And I'll help. I'll get you started. An implant's not a screw. It's not a screw. It's just, no, it's not. It's bigger than a screw. The benefit is that we're going to retain the shape of the gorgeous face that you have. Like it's got to be bigger than the actual screw itself that goes into your jaw, you know, type of a thing. And now what's really cool is if I'm a dental assistant or a hygienist, and we've been calibrating on this for months and months and months and years, and we now have our treatment cards with the benefits on the back, we can all talk the same language. I might not even know what an implant is or how it works, but by the fact that I start this journey, I actually can start, you know, helping patients and say, listen, I truly don't know how this all works, but I'm going to hand you off to the doctor and I will tell you this, it's going to retain the shape of that gorgeous face. And so I don't have to know how it works. I just know how to have to create some value. And then I'm going to hand you to the person who knows the details. You know, so I think it's really important. You know, people always say this. My team is so important to me. My team is. Well, what do you do that supports what you just said? Like how many times do you sit down and work with a great coach and get calibrated? Because I'm promising you, the more you do this, the more you can create value and the more that people will see, wow, there's a lot of confidence coming from you. Um, and I think you have my best interest at heart, you know, so. You know, and Kirk, one thing I hear Dennis say often um, you know, when we work in coaching, like you'll hear every now and then I have, I have someone that when I'm over listening now, and then I, I overhear what they're saying, I'm kind of like, Oh, I probably wouldn't have said it like that. Well, it's like, have you shared that with your team? Have you shared how you would like information to be communicated with patients in the office? It's something that has to be, you know, you have to create a, a system around it. I love your idea of putting the, so that on the back of the cards, and then you have a new team member, member that comes on. You don't have to worry. Are they going to be able to to do what we do? Are they going to be able to say what we say? You just, you give them the cards. Yeah. <laughs> and now they just jump right into this consistent messaging that the patients are experiencing throughout that value driving process. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Look, I'm full of ideas. I'm full of a lot of stuff, but like, what are the cool things? I got these core value cards. What if you in your office had this deck of cards? It's 52 cards. It's our core values on the back. It's our top 10 procedures. It's our hours. It's why we do. What if they actually were given a, a deck of cards like this and the 52 things you need to know about working here and we tested them out and any time go, okay, pull this one out and improve the cards. Wow. We're on to something now. I yeah. guarantee you your 52 deck of cards and you could go, whoa, 
There's 52 cards in a deck. There's 52 weeks in a year. We can improve. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Now we're creating value. Okay. I love this stuff. Like, you know, here's another thing. When you're an idea person, surround yourself with other people that are doers and great follow through. So I'm going to give Miranda this project. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. The whole point is this. Find a way, a system so that you're collectively working on the value thing again, because I'll say it again. You know what, Miranda? We're going to get t-shirts made. Without value, there's only price. I love it. So I have so many thoughts and so many questions on this, but uh, I want to kind of bring this home and give people a few more things to do and then share some last thoughts. What are some things, last actionable items you would give anybody listening to? Here's something you could do next week to possibly add a little bit more value so that price isn't the biggest consideration. Anything else come to mind? What I'll say is probably nothing new, but let's just recap. So front office, well, here we go. If if you get up, if you're in the front office and you're getting stuck on price with a patient, more than likely the value wasn't there. So a quick, easy question is just, um, I, under, I can hear where you're coming from. Most of our patients who still want to think about it, um, share with us that maybe there's more clinical information you'd like to know about this procedure before moving forward. Would you like to have an opportunity to speak with your hygienist about this a little bit further or speak with the doctor about this a little bit further? Because they may be afraid to open up to you that they really just didn't understand what or why they needed. So give give them that. Give them that opening to share that true objection. It may not be. And actually, a lot of times it's not actually the cost. There's something else around it. So open that up. Is it something clinical or is it truly financial? Because I can help you with both while you're here. You don't have to go home to think about it. (laughs) And now you don't have to hunt that patient down, right? Yeah. And from from the clinical side, I say lean into photography, whether it be extra oral or intra oral, and then creating that space, just the power of the pause. Actually, you know, count in your head, give it five seconds after you pull it up and ask them, tell me what you think about this picture. And then just stop and don't close that silence. It's going to feel a little awkward, but just live in it for a minute, count in your mind, and then they will fill that silence with some very valuable information that's going to help you help them. Miranda, that's brilliant. And any dentist listening to this right now is freaking out because dentists hate spaces. They hate spaces in conversation. They hate spaces in schedule. They hate spaces in teeth. Like you got to love the space. Just let the space happen. Now, I want to just piggyback on what you just said, because it's a very important thing going back to that is when you hit an objection. So when you run into this situation where it's the price that's getting in the way, don't just say, okay and lower the price. Instead, ask a question because in this moment, there is learning. So a patient might say, well, this is too expensive. Well, tell me what's too expensive about it or what's holding you back or is there something we didn't do that would describe it? Now, I don't, I'm not promising you that they're just going to say yes, but in that moment, you'll learn. And some of the things that you'll learn are powerful. Here's one that I've heard. I heard a dentist, you know, uh, somebody asked this in a dental practice and the patient said, well, I only saw him for like this much time. I mean, that is like a couple thousand dollars a minute and they don't understand. Like what a great thing to go work on in the next couple of months so we don't run into this. And so what they did, this is so cool. 
they put a, a campaign together in their new patient process to describe direct and indirect patient time. One of the things you'll notice, you're going to see our doctor for this amount of time. What you'll also see is I'm going to take you to the laboratory. This is where our dentist does indirect time. So you might only see the dentist for an hour, but I can assure you the dentist will be back here. We are also going to send it to the lab. We also mount these. We also, so now as a patient, I'm starting to understand, wow, this isn't just, you're not just charging me for per minute, like, like an attorney or something like that. This is we're, we're actually working towards an outcome. Now, that's, that's kind of a big example, but my point is this. In these moments, there's great learning. So when you're hitting objections, think to yourself, and it's what Miranda said at the beginning, let's add some value to this. I'm telling you guys, the more you push the value button, the less you're going to hear about the price. Would you agree with that, Miranda? I agree wholeheartedly. Objections are a gift. They're a gift and an opportunity for you to build that value and figure out where is that little missing piece of value and how can we help this patient to get there. You are brilliant. And that's our next podcast. You're dropping like, Jim, what'd you say? Objections are a gift. Oh, that's the next podcast we're doing. So good stuff. (laughs) Miranda, this is awesome. Any last thoughts you have on without value, there's only price. I mean, my only last thoughts are just remember patients are going to want to know what's in it for them you know, in the end, that's, that's speak to that. And also you, you can do this. It may be different from how you're practicing now. And you may be thinking, oh, I, I can't get my team on board with this. Or like, I don't even know where to start. Well, first of all, coaching can help. But aside from that, (laughs) you can do it. Anybody can do it. It's just intentional. And you have to really put your mind to it, set a plan for it, be deliberate about making this change within your practice. And you'll start to see the patients. You'll start to see them showing up in the schedule, the ones that you weren't sure were going to be there because your team will know you'll all be speaking that same message and it's, it'll happen for you. It's, you can do it. Amen. I love that. You totally can do it. And if you're not doing it, don't stay stuck. That's what I would say. Like reach out. We're here to help you. Being stuck is the worst. Don't stay stuck. Like get unstuck, whether it be a coach, whether it be a mentor, whether it be a course, heck, come to an event that we do. We'll get you unstuck mentally and then from a system standpoint, and then you're not stuck anymore. And now you're enjoying this thing called progress. So keep pushing the value button. So Miranda, thank you so much for being on. I really, I've absolutely enjoyed this. This is awesome. Thank you. I love being here. I'll come back anytime. (laughs) Yeah. So this is Miranda's first appearance. So I'm like, this is going to be the easiest thing you do all day. And she's like, oh yeah, all right. I already know you. You're crazy. And I go all over the place. So it's it's all good. So good, good stuff. Love it. So stick around, Miranda, while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, do us a favor. Hit the share button. Share this with your friends. We love connecting with people just like you because we love this profession. We're going to keep bringing more and more value. We're going to push the value button. You like that? Just keep pushing the value because we want you to enjoy going to work. We want you to have a better practice and a better life. This profession is an amazing profession. It's a very noble profession. And so if you don't like it, it's typically not the profession itself. It's how you do the profession. You can control your hours. You can control what happens. You can make it what you want it. So Miranda's right. You can do this. So we're here to help you every step of the way. Keep showing up to the podcast. Join us for some events. Whatever you need, we got your back. Keep showing up. So until we see you guys next time or we hear from you guys next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. 
So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.